Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an F-Class Heroes Production. All right, ladies and gentlemen, F-Class Universe, it is good to see you guys again. It is good to just, you know, share our voices this week. Unfortunately, Rev will not be a part of the episode this week. He had some things to do, but I have a very, very, very special co-host, uh, somebody who has been wanting to do this for a while now, and we're going to have him on and let him, you know, let him hype up AEW because that, that's what he really loves. Uh, so my father, Joe Hernandez, we are going to have him on. Say hi, Joe. What is going on, F-Class Universe? How are you tonight? Uh, very privileged uh, and very humbled to be with you all tonight. We're here with my son, uh, Tuoltaku. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get a chance to hit uh, number 31 in the Rumble. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing the Almond Butter Falcon uh, <laughs> making his debut um, and hitting those ropes and uh, um, permeating the crowd with his uh, existence in the Rumble, but uh, it's okay. We're looking forward to seeing him next year. But um, uh, I am very happy to be here tonight, uh, taking Rev's place, and we're going to talk everything there is, uh, and we're going to go ahead and evaluate the Rumble, and uh, I look forward to talking about the Rumble and, and uh, getting your thoughts and getting everybody's thoughts on the Rumble and, and, and the the likes and the dislikes and uh first of all what i want to go ahead and uh, i want to give a shout out to uh the new day i want to give a shout out to the new day for them giving uh, a shout out to brody lee with that awesome ring gear uh and uh it was awesome i i i really uh i i really want to thank them for for uh for paying homage to, to John Huber uh, and his likeness, his likeness as, as the exalted one. But what did you think? Uh, Swole? Oh, you think when you oh, I love that so much. Um, I popped when Koofy jumped in and scared Sami Zayn, but I, w I wasn't paying attention until the, the camera got a wider angle that I was able to see their attire. And, you know, for each of them to have different, phases of John's life um, with Biggie having um, Luke Harper and then Koofy having the exalted one and Xavier having a little bit of both. I, I loved it so much. I thought that, you know, that was very creative. Whoever designs their gear is amazing. Um, that is definitely one that I'm going to look at at auction, at least Big E's, because he says it all the time that he sells his stuff. And just to have that as a piece of memorabilia, even the jacket would be something cool. So I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Um, and, you know, I'm not, on, I'm not on Twitter, you know, but I, I did see that Amanda Huber, um, you know, she was she was very wowed by, by them doing it, you know, and... Uh, you know, I guess the proceeds are going to go to a, a charity in their town, you know, um, and it's, it's, it, it speaks, it speaks volumes, you know, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of, 
I got a chance to see um, several times, you know, uh, John Huber here in El Paso wrestle, you know, um, got a chance to see him, you know, the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, at WrestleMania in Dallas, you know. Um, so, you know, he, he touched a lot of lives, you know. Um, so it's it's really good, you know. I, I this, this gentleman here, you know, he touched a lot of lives in the wrestling community. So, you know, it's good It's good that, that these guys are paying it back, you know, paying it forward. So that's good. You know, it's good to see it. So first match on the night was Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. One that everybody is, at least from what I've seen, they're happy how it came out. But um, what did you think about that match? Well, I think we, I think we can both agree that this match wasn't going to be this wasn't going to be no 15, 20 minute match. I mean, I think we, we knew it was probably going to be a seven, eight minute match because really that's all that Goldberg can stand. You know, if you look at the history of Goldberg, he, you know, his matches were, you know, five, six minute matches at the most, you know, he was in and out, you know, I got the chance, you know, in my lifetime to see him live, here in El Paso a couple of times, you know, um, I got to see him wrestle Steven Regal, you know, I got him, I got a chance to see him in Las Cruces wrestle, you know, Jeff Jarrett, you know, um, uh, and they were in and out matches, you know, so um, I knew, I think we all knew it was going to be, um, it wasn't going to be a full on squash match, but we all knew the outcome. We all knew it was going to end up being Drew McIntyre. Um, I think there might have been a slight botch. I don't know. What did you think when, when Goldberg picked him up? Did you see that it was like he kind of let him go, you know, in the jackhammer? Kind of... I, I saw that. Um, I figured that it was a botch. I figured that, you know, that they were going to end up turning that into something you try to play off that, but for as much as I like Goldberg, it's really hard to see him compete now. And with, you know, the dirt sheets and everybody coming out and saying that he is guaranteed going to have a match for one of the two nights at mania. It's, there's no reason to, and it's not because it's not because it's burying younger talent. No, I mean, our Royal rumble winner, you know, is edge. It's the fact that he doesn't, need to prove anything and now he's kind of tarnishing his legacy by coming out and having these bullshit matches for the five minutes that they are and it, it's really hurting his career more than anything yes you know he won 175 okay but that was 20 years ago that's not right now mm-hmm. yeah I, I i agree i would have rather seen somebody somebody new I would have rather, I mean, personally, and this is just me just coming out of left field, I would have rather have seen somebody like Velveteen Dream, you know, come out. You know, this that's somebody that we didn't even see on this card at all. You know, at, you know, it's kind of like he took somebody's spot, you know. And we all know, you know, the whole story about this, you know, where this, this was a completely botched segment, you know, with this whole thing between him and drew McIntyre, 
the whole segment was completely botched, you know, between him and 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 uh, Drew and the old guard and all this, you know, and it was a completely botched segment. Didn't even make sense, you know, with him disrespecting the old guys and this and that. And it didn't even make complete sense at all, you know. Um, but they still went through it, you know, to try to make this thing happen, you know. Um, I just didn't think it should have happened. I, I don't think Goldberg should have been there. And I just think it's just, I mean, it just, it just shouldn't have happened. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it was just eight, eight minutes wasted to me. It was a good, I'll say this. It was a good filler. Um, I mean, we, we started off the rumble hyped the way that the match ended and Goldberg, um, you know, showing respect to Drew McIntyre, something that I feel Drew McIntyre has earned after leaving and coming back. And I mean, you know, starting his career as what he was and then turning into a jobber with 3MB now coming back and people are finally respecting him. I think it was great. So we'll get on to the second match of the night. And I believe that was Sasha Banks and Carmella. Mhm. Mhm. Such yeah, I mean go ahead. Such a It was a good match. Um I feel like with this new revamped Carmella, they are burying what they fought so hard to create because she hasn't been able to win. And now you have Reginald who is in kind of a love story with Sasha Banks and it, it it's going way farther than what it really needs to and now it's it's just turning into a drama more than anything. Yeah, I mean Carmella Carmella has definitely improved in the past couple of years since coming in, you know, since her with with Enzo and 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 Big Cass. Um Get rid of her and the little whiny yell. I mean, honestly, they—they get rid of that whole almost I'm a Kardashian look, you know, and feel. You know, she's 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 gotten more seasoned. You know, get rid of that whole Reginald thing with her, and and they can they can improve her a little bit, you know. Um, uh, you know, I I I can see I can see them doing a lot more with her. I could see her holding that title um, if if they work on her a little bit more. Um, Sasha's a great wrestler, no doubt. You know, um, uh, you know she's 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 definitely she's definitely the, a top tier athlete for that division. She's one of the ones that that they that they hold dear um, in there. You know, um, uh, you know, yes, I mean. Charlotte, you know, makes that division, you know, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, right below Charlotte is, is, is definitely Sasha. And then you've got Bailey in there too, but, um, you know, Carmela's not, not too far behind, you know, she, she's definitely improved, uh, within the past couple of years. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I didn't really know who this Reginald guy was, um, you know, I'm starting to see who he is and whatnot. You know, um, I really don't think he needs to be there. 
but I mean, if they're going to use it, you know, fine. Um, you know who I'm seeing in the wings? Uh, I'm seeing Sonia Deville. I, I'm I'm kind of curious to see where where they where where she where she fits into the mix here. Um, uh, uh, um, I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if she's going to end up in that in that in that picture some uh, here pretty soon. And I, I've said it before. I believe I said it on the second episode. I want to see Sonia as a women's champion because I think that you know mm-hmm. she's a she's a very hardened veteran that deserves it. And to see her work commentary a lot and have that banter with uh, Charlie during the you know during the breaks and all of that i really enjoyed that so i really hope that she comes back that she's able to come back to wrestling um i know that she's in wwe but it could still be a little scary after you know her accident and everything to uh to try and you know be the same gimmick that she was so i hope that maybe she'll have a shot cuz bailey has proven it Bailey doesn't need any more title runs for the foreseeable future. Um, the only no, part I, I I like this new gimmick that Sonia has. I I actually like her in a suit. I, I she doesn't need that MMA gimmick anymore. I think this new. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that she's like a gangster type, but I like this more um, masculine role to her, and I think it, she can make it work for her. I think, I think honestly, like if she kind of stepped to whoever's champion at WrestleMania, whether it be the new Royal Rumble winner, whether it be Sasha Banks, whoever she decides to step to after April, I could seriously see them pushing Sonya Deville. Um, you know, Carmella, I think, I think they they've got a good thing going with Carmella. I think she just needs a little bit more seasoning. I think. Um, She's just not quite there yet. Um, I think the boss is the boss. I think. I think. Um, um, you know. Um, I. I think um, it's just Carmela's just not quite there yet. I don't know what they're planning on doing with this Reginald guy, and and the story between her, Carmela, and 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 Sasha. Um, hopefully, they get that all straightened out. Um, I, I don't know. Is this is this Reginald guy? Is he is he a is he a wrestler? Is he has he wrestled before? Is he is he on main event? Is he on two hundred five? What is he? So Reginald, from what I've seen, was a the only thing he's really done in his life was Cirque Soleil or Cirque du Soleil. Um, he can't. He was signed on to NXT. Didn't really compete much during the COVID pandemic, and then was brought up when. Carmella's new gimmick was made um, because they saw him as the best fit other than anybody on the current NXT roster or on the main roster. So right now he should have the ability to wrestle. He should have the ability to, you know, entertain people, but it really hasn't been proven that much. And right now he reminds me of a week almost because almost was supposed is supposed to be a wrestler but we barely have seen that. So, I mean, that that's who Reginald is right now. Is just a signee who just got thrown into a Carmella. The Women's Royal Rumble. So, 
I went old school. <laughs> I was all taking notes. <laughs> nice. So I was like taking down uh, the order. Um, uh, who had the most eliminations? So currently, who had the most eliminations in this year's Royal Rumble? This, what I have? Yes. Rhea had six. Rhea came in at number 14. And she had six eliminations. Shayna had five eliminations. Okay, so they're still building off that story of both of these women being the most vicious in these Rumble matches. Um, which I enjoy because I wouldn't want that to be just a one-year thing, a one-off thing. No, remember the year prior, they were hyping up how Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler made their debuts at the Rumble, and they both had eight eliminations each. Yes. Yeah. So that, that currently is the record. Um, speaking of Bianca... Mm-hmm. How do you feel about her win? And also, how do you feel about everybody pointing out in the picture that she had one foot on the floor? And it looks like the second one's on the floor. Uh, you know what? I think that was... I think that... Am I, am I correct to say that that might have been a slip-up? That might have been a slip-up and the camera panned away really quickly I want to say that it was an error and the cameraman tried to pan really quickly I think that's what it was I think it could be a botch I think it was a botch but was it I'm trying to remember because I was looking at it was it at the same time wait it wasn't the same time that her and Naomi were there together it wasn't that time was it no it was when I know that there was that it was when her and Rhea are both on the um, apron and Rhea, slow, Rhea tells her to slowly back away. We don't need to cause any issues until they got back into the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I think that was when the I think the camera zoomed in. The camera caught it and I think the camera zoomed in to them. Yeah. So you believe that that's when the camera panned? Yeah, I think that's when it is. And if you remember correctly, the camera pans and then it moves, it zooms in. And if you remember correctly, you start hearing Rhea. Uh, it starts. You hear, listen to Rhea say, "All right, back up. Let's get back in the ring. Let's calm down. Let's get back in the ring." Yeah. And that's when it, it zooms in, right? Yeah. And that's when they both get back in the ring, right? Yeah. So that's when, that's when, I think that's when the cameraman caught it. And, uh, cause I remember seeing, yes, I remember seeing one or feet, like it almost looked like both feet, but I could only see one, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's true. I don't know. Well, remember, remember when Shawn Michaels won, it was Shawn Michaels and uh, and the British Bulldog. And when everybody said that Shawn Michaels, both his feet hit, 
where he was almost tippy-toed. He fell, and everybody was saying that Shawn Michaels' feet both touched the floor, but it really didn't. It was hard to tell, but they really didn't or whatever, and everybody thought the British Bulldog won, but it, he, it, they were still saying that he didn't, but it's just one of those things, you know. It's just a matter of you're going to look at different camera angles and whatnot, you know, but... And I mean, the the Royal Rumble isn't short of botches. Everybody remembers when Vince McMahon tore both his quadriceps. Um, yes. When Batista and John Cena both botched the Royal Rumble. Um, so, I mean, it's fine. It'll go with story. They could make a story out of it. Have Rhea join Bianca and whoever the SmackDown Women's Champion is at Mania. So I don't see any problems with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know, it's, it's, I mean, like I said, you know, we, we were, we were texting back and forth, you know, we both agreed, you know, it wasn't the same, you know, like, it, for a while there, you know, I, I, I looked at this at times, like, this was almost like watching Impact, you know, um, at times, because it had a different feel without the crowd there, you know. Um, we we kind of looked at it like almost the last ten to you know five to ten minutes. It almost seemed like made this match, you know. Um, you know, it, it had a different feel to it, you know, without the crowd there. You know, the the biggest thing about watching the Royal Rumble is the crowd reaction. You know, the crowd reactions. You know, uh, you know, wondering who the next person's gonna be. You know, right. Um, and you know, who did we have as the special people that came out? You know, we had uh, Shotzi Blackheart. You know, we had Tony Storm. We had Jillian Hall. We had Victoria. We had uh, Santana Garrett. We had uh, Tori Wilson. We had Alicia Fox. You know, we had Dakota Kai. Um, you know, we had Ember Moon. You know. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a different feel, you know, when you don't have the full crowd reaction to, 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 to gauge it, you know, um, so you kind of have to make do, you know, um, but, uh, but overall, I mean, uh, how do you, how do you feel about, about, about the, the Royal Rumble women's winner? I think that it was great that it was Bianca. Um, WWE foreshadowed it horribly by playing her Chronicle before the actual Rumble. Um, They have such a horrible, horrible habit of doing that. Um, Do I like... do Do I like how the Women's Rumble went? Yes and no. I mean, the... The R-Truth gimmick, you know, the whole little spot with R-Truth was funny. It helped. Um, I wish that it kind of had done that in the men's also with uh, Rosenberg or something like that to distract people. Uh, Bliss unleashing the Fiend. I wish that she had been fully able to, but (laughs) Ripley just sending her a message was good. Um, Overall... Without the crowd, I think they did really good with the women's. Um, they had to make the best they could. 
you know what? I think I think the best moment of the night was probably Peter Rosenberg becoming the twenty four seven champion. I cannot um, believe I, that. I, I I think that for sure. But um, I you know what you know what I liked about the women's rumble is that Naomi versus Bianca. I think I liked that because they were honestly equally matched. I think the frustration was there. Bianca was really frustrated because she couldn't get one over against Naomi. Um, she was really frustrated. I think they were both almost equally matched. Granted, Bianca has more power against Naomi, but you could see it. And there was, a, I mean, of course, that one spot where they were kind of like working together, trying to get back in the ring and stuff. But I, I, I was um, really uh, amused by that one part, but Pound for pound, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I foresee. I want to see a good match between that her and Sasha at, at WrestleMania. So, next match was, I believe, the Universal Title, correct? Uh, yes. And, the... and you know what? And you know what? So, like, I, I know I was real critical about about this match only because. I'm a huge Kevin Owens mark. I am. But you know what? Like, going back and, and looking at it, you know, you're right. Um, this match did tell a good story. I mean, there was... It, um, you know, they went back and forth on it. I think, I think really because I was really hoping to see... Really seeing it go the other way. I was really seeing... Hoping that WWE would kind of put the belt on Owens even if it was just for a little even if it was just for 30 days until the next pay-per-view to have the head of the table um, kind of chase the belt just for a little bit to prove that he is the the, the chief to say uh-uh you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna get this belt and I'm gonna prove to you that I am the true head of the table because you're not gonna take anything away from me or my family you know, even if it's for a little piece, just to give Owens the chance to 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 vindicate himself just for a little bit. But you know what? You're right. It did tell a story. You know what? They did beat the crap out of each other. It did go back and forth. And you know what? There were some great spots. Kevin Owens is a great worker. You know what? He hits a swanton like no big man can. You know? Um... But it did go back and forth. And, you know, if it wasn't for the ending, you know what? Other than that, you know, it it uh, it, it, it sold itself well. Your thoughts? I am so glad you, you, you know, hyped it up neutrally and gave both points because I have nothing good to say about Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns this week. Um, they are destroying his title reign because Drew McIntyre lost the belt. And yet, nobody sees Drew McIntyre as a weak champion. But the fact that every time Roman Reigns has to cheat, and yes, I understand, and now this is where I'm going to make people mad, that all the heels have to cheat or do something dirty, but they really don't. That is not how you prestige a belt. This is just destroying the Universal title more and more. And, um, you know, we we did text, and you did point out the golf cart, um which <laughs> and i said i was like gee 
I wonder where they got a golf cart from. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's a mystery. Um, I was like, uh, I wonder where. I was like, yeah, Sammy Guevara. I was yeah. like, um, but yes, I, I get it. I, I get that. And, and I was like, um, it, but, you know, yeah. It, and, and then uh, once again, uh, Bad Bunny jumping from the top rope. Gee, I wonder who did that earlier. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, but let's face it, I think Bad Bunny's um, jump was probably a lot nicer than Snoop's. But, it, um, it, it, it did, even though he did slip, and he grabbed his ribs, and I was very worried for Bad Bunny. Um, but back to the Universal title match, it was just... So, the referee's at four. Mm-hmm. Paul can't unlock the handcuffs, and the counting stops. Right? And we're all there, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're wait. And I and at one point I thought, are they not gonna throw a commercial? Are they not gonna do something? Cause we shouldn't be wait. This shouldn't have happened. Just if any good ref, and this is what I learned training. Any good ref will use his rules still, no matter what. He will take the the problems backstage if he has to. But any good ref will continue the count. And that ref just stopped. And I was like, now that ref, the next time I see him, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. You know, I really don't care about this match because he's, he's going to botch the rules himself. So seeing that was very bad. Seeing, um, I enjoyed seeing Roman Reigns beg. I enjoyed seeing Kevin Owens, you know, bring out another an old Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. Um, I enjoyed that so much, but that match could have taken the show and then the ending just destroyed it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's, um, like I said, I mean, you're right. You know, like, um, it, uh, that, that ending, they could have, I think both of those two could have probably worked together and they probably could have improvised something, um, I, I just don't know what happened. I don't know if the, the, I don't know how maybe something jammed in the handcuffs. I don't know. Um, but I mean, above all else, I mean, it was, it they, they, they just completely beat the hell out of each other, you know? And, and uh, I mean, it was good. I mean, that was, that was probably, I mean, <clears throat> out of all the matches and that, that was probably the best match of the night right there. Um, uh, it's just, like I said, it's just the ending, you know, and, and, uh, the, my thing is now, like, I mean, what's next, what's next for, well, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss it right now. I think, I think we have a good idea what's next for rain. We'll, um, I guess after, I mean, we'll discuss it after, after our thoughts on the rumble. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we will go into the final match of the night because I don't believe there was anything else after that. There were only five, no. five matches on the card, including the pre-show. Um, so we will go into the men's. WWE again did a piss-poor job at foreshadowing um, with Randy's hurt knee and, you know... The the rumble, um, I was talk I was texting Rev back and forth during the show also, 
and uh, we had our our thoughts on you know who was a good good pick, who came in, and then who was wasted. And so before I give my thoughts on you, who do you think was a wasted pick? Like just should not have been in the rumble at all. Who should have not been at the rumble? Yes. Let's see. Who should have not been at the rumble? Mm. Trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to look at the order of who was eliminated. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of who was eliminated first. Probably Hardy. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't decide. Who do you think? Uh, Baron Corbin. I Baron Baron Corbin. I see as a waste pick. Kane. I said as a as a waste pick. Um, Rev said that he thought that uh, since since Kane has prestige, that Kane deserves to be there. But I had to clarify that. You know, we have. Um, Umberto Carrillo, we have Drew Gulick, we have all these guys that deserve. I was like, with all these picks from from NXT, all these women picks, and I get it, you know, there were some p- girls that were out, COVID, whatever. We had a hell of a lot of picks from, from NXT. We had, like, no NXT people in the men's rumble. You know, yeah. why didn't we have Adam Cole? Why didn't we have Gargano? Why didn't we have, uh, why didn't we have anybody? Like, why? I mean, I would have been, I would have been perfectly fine with Loomis. Yeah, um, you know, Loomis, um, uh, what's his name? Grimes? Huh? Grimes? Cameron Grimes? Yeah, Cameron Grimes. Uh, shoot, Karrion Cross. Like, why, why not? You know, um. But no, they, they decide not to. And as much as WWE tries to fool its universe, we all know they're all within 50 to 100 miles of each show, each other. The Capitol Wrestling Center is near the Performance Center, which is near the Thunderdome. Um, and there's no shortage of superstars that you could have used. Yes, Captain Charisma came back. Um, and, and I'll give it to them, you know, because he was in AEW for, you know, what a month or two ago yep you know uh, i granted you know he was he was used a lot better in AEW than he was here but you know it's all right because he was it was a comical thing you know it, you know he still made an appearance you know and you know what props to carlito props to carlito he looks great he looks jacked he looks awesome you know he'd been doing a lot of training for the glow show you know there he looks jacked up you know, and then they used him on Raw. You know, hopefully he comes back and he gets either a spot there or a spot someplace else. But he looks awesome. And I, I think it was great. Um, I did like that the Mysterios got to shine a little bit. Um, almost took out my pick. <laughs> almost broke my heart by taking out Big E. I was so sad. Um, I think that's just a waste of a waste of a talent right there. Because almost is a big dude, but he's being wasted as AJ's bodyguard. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, the the rumble didn't pop for me as much as I wanted it to. Um, I mean, we barely had any surprises. Congratulations to Edge for doing it 11 years to the day, but there wasn't anything that was memorable like last year's in Houston with a ton of NXT guys coming in. It wasn't anything too big to shake a stick at. You know, I think I think the biggest hype, you know, we were, you know, we had been talking about it, uh, you know, the dirt sheets, the internet, you know, been talking about it. You know, you get a lot of these big names, you know, from other companies that were, you know, contracts were up. You know, a lot of people were thinking, hey, you know, who's going to show up in WWE? You know, are, are, is there going to be an, uh, an AJ-esque type of debut are we going to see people like dalton castle are we going to see people like jay white are we going to see marty Skrull? you know who are we going to see that's going to show up in wwe you know but are we going to see returning cm punk are we going to see but i mean those are type of debuts that you need uh crowds you need you need the hype you need you need big time debuts to be able to uh to uh to live up to and and maybe wwe is just waiting for uh to move away from the COVID area uh, era to be able to 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 wait on so so we didn't get that you know we didn't we didn't get any of that so um uh so no we didn't we didn't get any of uh of, of that right now so no, um, and then unfortunately, you know, we had, uh, you know, you know, we had people like Ricochet, you know, that that had uh, really good uh, showings, but unfortunately, you know, they got dropped by people like Kane. Yeah. You know, we had the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. You know, he had an awesome showing. You know, he actually had uh, the most, the most eliminations. He had four. That that's that's what's up. Yes, the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest, um, aka Punishment Martinez, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. former ECW Television Champion, you know, uh, former NXT uh, North American Champion. He's gonna do well. He's gonna do well on the main roster. I hope. I hope. I hope that they don't, you know, bury him. You know, I hope they. He's got the size. He's got. He's got the look. Hopefully, Vince uh, does something good with him. Um, you know, I, I hope they have good plans for him. You know, I, I hopefully they 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 do something really good with him. Hopefully, they don't keep him in upper mid card status and they see something good for him. Uh, um, I wish him well in the in the in the main roster. Um, but uh, uh, I think he had a. I didn't. I didn't finish watching Raw last night. Um, uh, I'm not sure how well. I know he showed up on Raw. He's officially on the roster, so um, I hope he had a good showing on on Raw. He he did. He go. He went up against uh, John Morrison. Um, he is going to be somebody that will that can main event that can bring a crowd um, just the way that he was. Speaking of Raw, with Edge 
insulting Drew McIntyre in probably the politest way he he could, telling him that uh, Drew needs to kind of, you know, watch out because he does have a target on his back coming into the road to WrestleMania. And, um, I mean, of course, there there's rumors. There is a lot of rumors that just came out this morning saying that Edge may not go after the Raw champion, the WWE championship. He may not be appearing on Raw too much longer. Um, but Sheamus, Sheamus attacking Drew was something that I saw happening, but I didn't think it would be this early. No, as a matter of fact, Edge is like making the rounds. Uh, you know, uh, this just in. Uh, he's showing up on NXT tomorrow night. NXT! He's showing up on NXT tomorrow night. He's showing up uh, on SmackDown on Friday. Shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on Impact right now. <laughs> he's, going to, he's going to AW tomorrow, too. Shoot, I think he's going to show up on uh, Lucha Azteca uh, Thursday. Heck yeah. <laughs> He'll be he'll be at Food King here on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's making his rounds. He's making his his win known to the world. No, I I think I think honestly, um, you know, Ed, this is good for Edge. I mean, and then uh, you know, of course, Christian. You know, he's he's a uh, Christian uh, also. He's got a a, a limited deal too. I think he's calling his own shots too. He's going to be, um, I think you're going to be seeing some stuff going on with Christian too. Um, uh, he'll probably be doing some limited wrestling also, um, probably calling his own shots also. I think he's probably not done either. So I don't think you're going to be seeing Christian in the same capacity as Edge, but um, I don't think he's done. I, I think you're probably going to be seeing Christian doing, he's probably not going to be in the world title hunt, but he's probably going to be doing something too. But um, but Edge, I, I probably see, you're probably gonna be seeing Edge facing Reigns. Honestly, um, I don't know where that's gonna lead. I don't know if you're gonna see Edge uh, dethroning the head, the, the 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 head of the table. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, it'd be it'd be crazy. I don't I don't know if if this is Edge putting over the Chief. Um, I I don't know. Um, it's just gonna be a, a really um crazy uh title picture for for us because this throws a loop to everything that's going on with the with the title picture right now. Because of course, like you said, you see Sheamus, right? Sheamus just threw his name into the to the ring right now with his best friend, right? So then he throws that there, right? So then you see that. Also, the Miz has the money in the bank, right? So that's his name there. Where does this leave Daniel Bryan, right? Because uh, it's apparent Daniel's going to retire. He's already thrown his name in the hat too. So you got that. And then you have, uh, you know, uh, now you've got Edge and you've got uh, Roman Reigns. So this is going to be an interesting couple of months with all these titles going on. And then of course you got NXT and you've got Finn Balor and Pete Dunne there. So it, this is a crazy uh, little interesting title picture that WWE 
as as uh, a little tangled web that it set itself up for. And so we're gonna we're gonna move away real quick from WWE, and we're gonna talk about you know their rival um, with their big show coming up. They are on the road to Revolution, and I believe they only have one guaranteed match right now, mm-hmm. which is Sting. Darby Allen versus Team Taz. Where do you see do you do you see um like a Jungle Express FTR type match? Do you see Cody versus Shaq? What do you see the match card being here in the next what month cuz it's in March, March 7th. You know what? Um it's kind of hard to gauge um aw right now because you're right you know they you know what the 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 trouble with aw right now is that they've got so much stuff going on right now um and there's there's not enough consistency right now with aw um you know they need right now of course they've got they've got stuff going on between darby allen and sting versus ftw and then they've got Jungle Express dealing with with uh, with uh, FTR, you know. And then they've got you know the the Triangulo de la Muerte, you know, dealing with Eddie Kingston and his goons, and you know, um, you know they've got you know the 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 fake Bullet Club dealing with you know. Um, whoever wants to step to them you know it's just it's it's kind of hard you know because what they try to do is that they try to just have all these hype matches going on so it's kind of hard it's kind of hard sometimes to kind of try to keep up because sometimes they just try to they unfortunately they just kind of they a lot of times they just throw stuff together you know and that's what it uh that's what it it really looks like, and that's just coming from the outside. Now, maybe they have this methodical plan. Um, as you brought up the bullet club. Um, I mean, everybody knows how I feel about what's going on. Jay white speaking on what's going on. Tomatonga speaking on what's going on. Um, it, it's very, AEW has the potential to be the number one brand in the world. And it, hurts to say that but from what i've seen and who's on the roster they do they have the potential to be the number one brand on the world and nobody can stop them but when they go to wcw-esque writing it is when people start to realize what okay these guys are just doing whatever they want on any given day and this that's not how pro wrestling is mm-hmm what they need is that they I, I mean it's they've got all these clever minds in there what they need to do is that they need to come up with consistent storylines and and i'm, I'm it's because they, they've got a lot of wrestlers in there that that are that are not about um writers writing their own their stuff they're not and and yeah you know what sometimes you don't need writers but sometimes you need to look at at 
sometimes you need to look at storyboards and you need to follow a, a, a consistent um, story. You know, um, you know. There's nothing wrong with 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 following a a, a, a path. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you, you build up a storyline. You know, um, uh, you know, you don't. There's 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 nothing wrong with building a rivalry. You know, um, it doesn't have to die the first time. You can you can build a rivalry uh, months at a time. You know, you can have certain matches. You can have a one on one and then it can build to a certain type of match and then a, a different type of match and then it can end in a cage or it can end in a in a in a in either a, a dead match or a last man standing or that's it you know it can, that, that's how it can do you you can do it you know um uh you, it, there's nothing wrong with that you know um <clears throat> but as far as for revolution i mean uh you know, if it's eventually, you know, Omega is going to have to face Moxley. Right now, Moxley has his thing going on with Kenta. You know, his 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 thing going on in in, in New Japan and on Strong. Omega, ha I mean, uh, Moxley has the United States title for NG, uh, New Japan. He's going to have to drop that to Kenta. Everybody knows that he's going to have to drop that. So Kenta will become the United States champion. So do I see Moxley getting the AEW title? No, I think, I think, uh, Omega is going to be Moxley. So we're going to have a, a, a rematch between, uh, Omega and Moxley. All right. So I see, I see the good brothers probably facing, uh, private party. Right. I, I, and they'll probably face them in AEW, right? That's probably going to happen in AEW. So I probably see a title match there. I probably see the Young Bucks defending the titles. I don't know who the, the number one contenders are here. I don't know if there's a tournament going on or not um, right now at Revolution. Um, whoever the number one t uh, um, the number one contenders are will probably face the Young Bucks. So I see that here. I probably see Darby Allen probably facing uh Brian Cage, I probably see Brian Cage um, more than likely being Darby Allen, because let's face it, I mean, Brian Cage is the machine. So yes, yes, him. he is. I I think it's time. Um, I probably see that. Um, one of the things I I do want to say is that um, AW needs a trios title. They, I think it's. I think they need more titles. I think I think a trios, because they've got so many tag teams, so many teams that are three. It's and and it's probably their their relationship with AAA. You know, they've got like some type of working relationship with AAA and stuff. So they probably need a trios title. So they need to build one. So, you know, you've got Jurassic Express. You've got Triangulo de la Muerte. Um, I probably see the acclaim probably getting a third. You know, you see Private Party with Matt there. That's three. You know, they need to uh, build a, a, a trios title. So they need a, a, a three, uh, a six man 
they need a six man. So uh, that they could probably introduce something like that. You see uh, best friends with Orange Cassidy. Yep. You know, so I see that, right? So that's what I'm thinking there, you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, the inner circle too. There's got to be something going on with the inner circle also, you know. So it's just there's a lot of factions. There's a lot of factions going on in AEW. Maybe there's way too many factions. Um, factions can be good, but I mean, just like New Japan. New Japan has a crap load of factions, right? Where they have Bullet Club, they've got Chaos, they've got uh, they've got the Empire, they've got Ingonerables. Uh, y, y los Ingobernables, yes, they've got those guys. So I think what AEW needs to do, unlike or the same as NJPW is it's okay to have, you know, a million factions, but you need to establish who is on top because the first, the first three you look at the first three you think of when you say NJPW is bullet club, um, Inglorables and chaos are the first three. Those are the first three, the empires building up. It's building its empire pun intended, but they, that's what needs to happen. And with AEW, it's like everybody's gonna join a faction. Everybody's gonna have a speaker. Everybody's gonna do this. And I mean, like, like you've told me before, I sound so a anti anti AEW. But it's when I watch it, it's you're you're instantly hit with all of this stuff. Unlike every other company, who slowly will put it onto you. And then if they, depending on how they mess up, is how you're gonna watch it. But AEW is like, we're gonna take ideas from everybody. And we're going to see what sticks, but instead of seeing what sticks, we're just going to keep it there if it doesn't, and we're going to nail it to the wall. And um, the only good storyteller that I see in AEW right now, and I'm not meaning ring performance-wise, just storytelling, is MJF, because he's still calling out Cody. You know what, and it's true, you know what, pound for pound, that guy is the future of AEW. That guy... He's the future wrestling. You know what? That guy, if he was in WWE right now, that guy would probably be the top heel right now in WWE. WWE missed the boat with that guy. I think Triple H right now is probably shooting himself in the foot right now that he didn't pick that guy up. Um, when he was in, in uh, what is that place? Uh, MLW? Yep. When he was in MLW? Oh, my God. That guy was fire. He was fire when he was in the dynasty. Fire. He was straight fire. He he is he is that kid has a future. That kid is gonna be in the next. And it's true when he said, "I am here for the next twenty five years." It's true. That that kid, and 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 the reason why that kid is so good is that it's because he's looked at tapes of all the classic guys in the last 20, 25 years because, and he's, he's developed it. He's seen the, he's seen all the nature was go talk to your grandfather, talk to your grandfather. And he'll, he'll tell it. He's looked at the Dory Funks. He's looked at, you know, at the buddy Rogers. He's looked at all those guys and he studied them and he's, and he's, he studied the way that he's, he's looked at that, those, that heelish persona, and, and he's just developed it 
um, to this new era. And, and that's why that, that kid is going and, and mark my words, that, that kid is going to be, is, is, is moving up. I guarantee you, he's going to steal that inner circle from Chris Jericho. I, I can believe it. Or he's going to create something that, um, I feel like he, he will create what the inner circle was supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. There, there will come a time where I, I can see it probably around this year where he will, he will, he will, um, Feel that inner circle. That inner circle will fold around MJF, and they will, they will, they will turn on Jericho. The way, the way, when Bullet Club ambushed uh, AJ Styles, when they kicked AJ Styles out, when Kenny Omega turned on AJ Styles, is the same way that inner circle will turn on Jericho. And it will, that will pop. I can see it. That's going to pop. That's going to, that's going to cause a ton of fans to be so mad, but so happy at the same time. And Jericho will sell it beautifully and people will enjoy it. Um, all right. So one of the last segments here throughout for the podcast is what has surprised you throughout the week? Um, for me, it was Jay White coming back being seen at uh, Bushidi Road and uh, staking his claim that they are not the corny bullet club, that they are the real deal. So that's what shocked me this week. Um, No, the same thing. The same thing after, after, um, after the announcement when Jay lost that uh, um, after, um, he lost at the Tokyo Dome. That um, that sad um, interview. Yeah, he was crying. Yeah, and he said, "What am I doing this for? Why am I doing this for? I haven't seen my family in such a long time." And he was done. He was. Everybody knew. Like he was saying, "I'm done. That's it." And then all of a sudden, he showed up. He attacked Ishii. He was wearing the King Switch shirt. And then he went to the reporters and he said, I'm back. I'm back. And then he addressed he addressed Omega. He addressed uh, the Good Brothers. And he just basically said, this isn't, we're, we're not a, a cheap version of the Bullet Club. This is real Bullet Club. This is, and this is, he's talking, he's talking to the guys that I like. Like, he's talking to, he's saying, we're not, we're not a cheap version of the Bullet Club. And he's addressing the fans, too. He's saying, no, you guys are going to be there and you guys are going to buy shirts because you are you. But this is, this is a Bullet Club. This is who we are. And this is, this is what we're about. So yeah, that was shocking, because it pretty much puts to rest all the rumors. It puts to rest who Jay White is about, and it puts to rest what he plans on doing and where he's gonna stay. So he's all about NJ and uh, New Japan. He's all about what he wants to do. So hopefully, it's about what he wants to be now. And I mean, 
we all know who the champ is and is he making his mark i mean apparently he's he's he took out ishi so i mean hopefully he's he wants to be back on top so all right ladies and gentlemen it has been one of the best episodes at least in my opinion i have had so much fun with this episode talking about the royal rumble and just getting to sit down and just talk to my dad um so thank you guys for listening you guys can like comment subscribe follow uh all of our social media at f class heroes on facebook tiktok um instagram and twitter you guys can follow me at Swoltaku24 on Twitter and at Swoltaku on Instagram. And you can, you know, follow my father, all of his many projects, see his amazing trucks and his killer wax, pun intended, at what? At, uh, at Killer Wax El Paso on Instagram, at JRH1 underscore 82 on Instagram. Uh, thank you for having me, Swaltaco. Swaltaco. <laughs> Swaltaco. You're like the fourth person to say it this week. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think you need to change it. <laughs> I, I think I do, because everybody, everybody get, says taco, and I'm, I always say it's because. Son, that's just saying, I think it's time that you get a mini truck, and if you get a mini truck, just get a Tacoma, and we'll just call it Swole Taco. I think so. I think that's what needs to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening this week. We appreciate it. All right. We bid you adieu. We bid you goodbye. And good night. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening and watching this F-Class Hero production. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Goodbye, guys.